1: Welcome to my 391st ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at iir at which comes to me through my website at www iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, AP Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So, first of all, we want to thank all essential personnel for continuing to keep us safe during this unprecedented pandemic era, and uh, they're all just doing a great job out there. It's just amazing uh, uh, what's happening on the front lines. And unfortunately, we need to start on really a sad note that just uh, has been breaking in the last hour or two, which is the death of legendary coach Don Shula. Uh, of the Miami Dolphins and Baltimore Colts and others as well. And uh, a true legend of the game, if ever there was one, and and really in all of sports. He holds the record for most NFL wins ever by a coach. So that's all you need to know about the career of Don Shula. And it is home for me personally. Uh, Not only did I have the pleasure to meet him, And, uh, chat with him a few years back, but I also had the pleasure of interviewing him as well for an NFL article I did, uh, that I wrote for the NFL and just a true gentleman. He could not have been nicer. Remember it like it was yesterday. And, uh, so yeah, he he died at age 90 this morning and, uh, Just really a a sad, sad day in all of sports, and and particularly for the NFL. Moving on, we, and speaking of the NFL, uh, that leads into my bizarre story of the week, which was uh, Andy Dalton being signed by the Dallas Cowboys. No one saw that coming, that's for sure. Obviously, I'm based up here. In New England, 20 minutes from Gillette Stadium and a lot, a lot of chatter about Andy Dalton. Starting from the moment Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay where everybody knew he was going to be likely to be a free agent. He was. And uh, I just don't think anybody saw the Cowboys uh, being the team to sign him. Uh, Apparently the Patriots were not even in the race. We all know their situation. Tom Brady's moved on to Tampa Bay, Jared Studham now more than ever, looks to be the starter coming up, entering his second year, everybody liked what they saw, his rookie year, and he of course had an excellent career at not only Auburn, but Baylor uh, early on, before Auburn. So, uh, but, you know, what this also raises the question of, and why it's kind of bizarre, is just what exactly is the situation with the Cowboys and Dak Prescott? It it seems like there has been a discussion of a new contract. Is it, or is it coming with Dak for forever? It's just been going on for many months uh, and just seems to be kind of a uh, continuing topic. In the meantime, they've signed Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott, but, no contract uh, for Dak. So bizarre would be the word that I would use. Um, sticking with the NFL and just bizarre as you know, uh, Cam Newton, still unsigned, former MVP. It's obvious why. You know, nobody has a real handle on his uh, physical status. He, of course, has had injuries the last couple of years. Uh, but he is a uniquely gifted player, to put it mildly, MVP back in, I think, 2015 when he did lead the Panthers into the Super Bowl, which they lost to the Broncos. Um, So it's just uh, strange. Um, Also, a lot of chatter that the NFL will be releasing their schedule by the end of this week uh, with, you know, Starting on time, that type of thing, all the dates as you would expect them to be, from starting on time, September 10th, to Super Bowl in Tampa Bay uh, in ta- on February 7th, 2021. But um, the NFL being the NFL, of course, they are making contingency plans, and no question they'll be on top of it, just like they were for the recent draft, which went off uh, without a hitch. So we shall say, and I think uh, it was Adam Schefter uh, tweeted that there may not be any international games this year, as in over in London. So that was interesting news, to say the least, and uh, but not surprising. Um, it just makes perfect sense sitting here today. So uh, we all love the draft, and uh, I think we all – Love when they announce the actual schedule. Certainly I do. Uh, longtime Patriot season ticket holder. So uh, uh, I don't make any plans for the fall until I get that schedule. <laughs> and there's uh, hundreds of thousands just like me. so uh, if not, And many millions nationwide. So uh, hopefully we get to see it this week. It'll be another uplifting week if that happens. And my highlight of the week is the return of Korea baseball tomorrow. Uh, They're literally going to begin their regular season. It was originally scheduled for March 28th. Uh, Had to be delayed, but right now it appears absolutely on for tomorrow. Uh, Apparently, they've been taking temperatures and whatnot of baseball players for a while and personnel, whatever, Um, so it appears to be as of now, all systems go, there will be no fans in the stands, but, um, you know, we know that golf's coming soon. I think June 11th in Fort Worth, Texas, uh, PGA returns and also, uh, you know, NASCAR looks like they're going to be having some races this month. Uh, Again, both with no fans, so bottom line, it's all very, uh, it's encouraging, but there will be many, many eyes on, uh, shall we call it, one of the big four uh, actually returning even though it's halfway across the world. You can be sure that not only MLB, but all the other leagues here uh, will be watching with great interest, Uh, you know. Especially baseball. Obviously, it's a. They're both. They're played outside. That's a big difference between the NBA and the NHL, which are played inside. But also, uh, you know, the NFL, since it's played outside, I think would be we'll be watching this, uh, Korean baseball restart, uh, quite closely. And lastly, my low light of the week was Saturday, the first having our. Not our first ever, but first in our generation, uh, Saturday in May without the Kentucky Derby. I had the good fortune to attend my first one last year uh, with the epic finish where the winner was reversed uh, like a half an hour after the end of the race. The weather wasn't that great. uh, So I just simply, even though the race wasn't being run on Saturday, I had to take a peek at the Louisville weather, just out of curiosity, having been there for that rainy one last year. And, uh, and of course, it was beautiful. <laughs> Post time, I think it was going to be 82 degrees and sunny. But neither here nor there, I, would, I, I never would regret the decision of going, despite the weather. Uh, there's just nothing quite like it. And I finally got why it's called the most exciting two minutes in sports. So now, let's take our break, and next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere.
2: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
3: Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time.
4: Hey, good morning, John. Thank you for having me on the show.
1: Well, thank you for calling in. Uh, it appears Alabama is uh, one of many states doing some reopening during this pandemic. Uh, is that correct? There is a little bit of uh, movement in that direction down there? Is... Yeah,
4: yes, they opened the beaches, I believe, it was Thursday evening at 5.01 p.m.
1: Okay. So that's oh, wow. kind of a
4: big news. That's big news on the Gulf Coast here.
1: Very big, absolutely. No question. Um, not happening here in Massachusetts. It's still, uh, you know, uh, sh- shutdown mode, lockdown mode, whatever you want to call it. But hopefully, uh, I'm just glad to hear that uh, something opened down there in Alabama. And, and good luck. And, you know, AP, I started the show with... Uh, Sad news, just breaking over the past couple hours, where legendary coach, all-time NFL winningest coach, Don Shula, died this morning at age 90. That one hits home uh, for all of us, I think. He's a, a true legend of the game.
4: Yeah, most regular season wins as a head coach. Uh, he's involved in the Super Bowl three uh, with Joe Namath, yep. of course. They're both, both Hungarian, both Hungarian. And uh, so hmm, that was brought him to the forefront, you know. And then he ended up with that. I think it was a 1972 team that was undefeated, 17 and 0. Correct. And so we haven't seen that. And that's uh, 48 years in counting, I guess. Right? This would be the 48th year or the 49th year.
1: Correct. And they're still, uh, you know, they're still uh, get together when the last undefeated team loses every year in the NFL. And, and Don Shula was uh, a part of those celebrations practically every year, if not even this past year. Um, yeah. So we, we all know what he did with the Dolphins, but again, you said it perfectly. You know, he was the Baltimore Colts head coach uh, with those two franchises. He had, you know, won, I think, 347 games, uh, which he shares only with George Hallis as having won 300 or more. I think Belichick's now third in the list, and there's a lo- always a lot of chatter up here uh, in New England as to whether or not Belichick is going to stick around to go after that record. Uh, but we shall see. And yeah, so Don Shula, uh just kind of hard to believe I had the good fortune to both meet him and chat for a few minutes. And then also I interviewed him for a story I wrote for the NFL. And uh, so always a thrill. Uh, and he could not have been more of a gentleman. And I could not have a more positive memory of my interaction with him. And, you know, now his name will live on through Don Shula Restaurants as well, which is a ultra-successful restaurant chain. Nationwide and perhaps beyond.
4: Yeah, I mean Don Shula. I mean his his family is. Uh, he had his sons. They were involved in football as well. And
1: correct, uh, Mike.
4: Don Shula ended up. He, he ended up having that Super Bowl with uh, Dan Marino against the Forty Nine ers. Is that correct? That's right.
1: I believe so. Yes, I think that was around eighty
4: four, maybe something like that.
1: Eighty four was the year. I'm quite sure that that would have been. Uh, you know, Don Shula, uh, yeah, as the coach. Certainly prior to Jimmy Johnson, and uh, yeah, yeah, and he, you know, if I'm not mistaken, was maybe a decide. I, I think Chuck Knoll was on that Super Bowl three staff. That's something you may or may not know. Uh, um,
4: at, at, at Baltimore.
1: At Baltimore, yeah. I believe so.
4: Um, Might have have been right before he came to Pittsburgh in '69, maybe John. Right.
1: Well, that's exactly that's exactly right. I think he came out of that loss and was hired within a couple months by the Steelers, and his first ever move was, you know, to draft Mean Joe Green. So, um, (laughs) yeah. So, yeah, I know. So Chuck Knoll, uh, I believe, is definitely from the from the Don Shula coaching tree, and I believe they're both from the Paul Brown coaching tree so yeah you know not many people had careers like don shula no one i mean obviously he's the winningest coach of all time so no one really had one like quite like him and uh and he will be missed uh he led a full life that's for darn sure
4: oh yeah 90 years old yeah he. Uh, that was uh Chuck No on the Baltimore Colts staff as a defensive coordinator and backfield coach 66 through 1968.
1: Okay, good. I had it right. And
4: he had, yeah. And he had come from the Chargers, which were a championship team as well.
1: That's right. I heard, yeah. Chuck uh, No
4: was on that staff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sid Gilman, one of the right. all time right. offensive innovators. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so, just really—I mean, we all remember that Baltimore Colts team. Don't forget that they won the Super Bowl the year before, 1968, I believe. Um, I'm not sure. Um, you, you, they won you, after that. Yeah. They won after that.
4: Right, right, the, right. The Colts went after. I think was with McCaffrey was the right. coach.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, again, uh, long career, tough to keep track of all the little details, but uh, we certainly all remember when he won the Super Bowl to cap off the 17-0 and season uh, with the Dolphins. And AP, you know, never a dull moment with the NFL. There's always stuff going on, uh, even here in early May. Um, I also referenced, as rather bizarre, Under the category of no one saw that coming with the Cowboys signing Andy Dalton. At first, I forgot. I, I, you know, didn't make the the Texas connection where he was the TCU quarterback, had a great career there. Yeah. So it's a return to Texas. But it just has to leave you wondering what's up with Dak Prescott and the Cowboys and the long, much discussed, long awaited contract for Dak Prescott. This seems to somehow. He's a good backup, but it also feels a little bit like an insurance policy or something for the Cowboys. You know what I mean?
4: Well, I think in this day and age, you better have a better, I mean, a good second string quarterback in case your first string quarterback is injured, especially when you're paying people a lot of money. And you should have a hedge fund, right? I mean, you should have something. uh, I, I don't see, I mean, this idea that, I mean, John, that, the quarterback is playing in a vacuum. Like he owes no allegiance, has any responsibility to to the team. It's all about that person. I find kind of distasteful.
1: Right. Yes. I hear you. I hear you. Well, the other thing about this is just, you know, it feels like the Cowboys wanted to get some leverage or whatever as well. In addition to having a, a good quote backup seasoned veteran made the playoffs early in his career four or five, like five years in a row. Uh, but it also just cause the negotiations for a new contract for Dak have dragged on. There seems to be a assumption with this. that It's also gives the Cowboys additional leverage perhaps in their negotiations. I mean, who knows?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, John, do you think Andy Dalton, if he, could he take a team to the playoffs? He he did it with Cincinnati, what did you say, five times, right?
0: I think his first five
1: years. Um, but important to note uh, that I don't believe he's ever won a playoff game. And he had a couple in the bag, specifically one against the Steelers. It <laughs> wasn't his fault that they I lost. I kind of remember that. Yeah, Vontaze yeah, I think, Perfect. Was that a Saturday night?
4: I think, I think that was a Saturday, Saturday night game, I think, John, wasn't it?
1: Yes, it was. And I believe you and I were out in uh, Arizona for the national championship Arizona. game. Yeah. I
4: think so. I think we watched that yeah. in Arizona. That's right. But, I mean,
1: I, I think that Andy
4: Dalton, And I mean, I would feel confident if I was the Dallas Cowboys organization and he was our quarterback. With, with the receivers that they brought to their team. So, he hasn't won a playoff game. Okay, he can't play defense, too
1: correct correct um uh, and you know he was winning divisions in the AFC North against you know beating out the Steelers and the Ravens uh so he you know no small issue there so yeah, you know his- yeah
4: so yeah that yeah that fact John that he didn't win a playoff game yeah it's important to me because that's what it's about winning playoff games and trying to reach the Super Bowl but I don't know if he had the supporting cast, but I think if you're on the Dallas Cowboys, that changes the parameters. Right now, I think he can win a playoff game with their defense and offense and you know organization. I mean, you saw Trent Dilfer win a Super Bowl, right?
1: Correct. Correct. Jeff Hostetler uh, you, with the you Giants. Saw,
4: right, Jeff Hostetler, uh, Mark Ripian right?
1: Correct. Yes, exactly right. Yeah, he, he is. He's got the background to, you know, Joe,
4: Joe, Joe, yeah, Joe Flacco.
1: Correct. Yeah. No, Andy Dalton. Wait, these are, these aren't,
4: yeah. The, yeah. These are not household names, right?
1: That is correct. That is correct. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think he's instantly the best backup in the league, practically right off the bat. You know, given his. Agree, agree. He was whatever, a nine year starter. I just think that that generally says it all. All you need to know right there. Um, And by the way, I just got an email from the NFL, NFL to schedule all 2020 games in the United States. So there you you go. It's it's official. Adam Schefter tweeted it this morning. I referenced it earlier in the show. It's official. So,
4: right. right.
1: Yeah. So there you go. I mean, it's, John, uh, no surprise.
4: Yeah. John, yeah. No, John, are you, are you overwhelmed by Dak Prescott as a quarterback in the NFL? I mean, does he put fear in your, no your heart when you try, no. I mean, I, I saw him play in college and I just always thought that Alabama would be Mississippi State. I didn't have a fear of him. Uh, beating Alabama but uh, so like I said if Andy Dalton was the quarterback and now the cowboy fan or part of the organization I would feel confident
1: correct correct I mean at the end of the day if you're a cowboys fan I assume you just won both um, but yeah clearly something's going on I don't know what it is uh, yeah lots of rumors lots of discussion for many 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 months but some something's right. up why you know the cowboys won't commit and maybe it's just they believe you know they need to reach the number and apparently they can't agree on the number but you can't help but wonder if there's some uh scintilla of doubt that he is quote a franchise quarterback he's good and they've been good and he's made the playoffs things like that but you know they've there's been a lot of disappointment along the way such as not making the playoffs last year uh it just feels like the Cowboys aren't sold on him being a franchise quarterback. That's what it feels like to me at the end of the day. Although recognizing it could be as simple as getting to the right number as well.
4: Right. Yeah, you know, I'm sure when they get to the right, you know, if they do get to the right number, that everybody will be happy and pre- present that face to the world that he we wanted him all along and he's our franchise quarterback. But. Correct. Uh, he hasn't overwhelmed me to this point as being an NFL quarterback that's going to uh, be the decisive factor in winning a game to me. He, I mean, he needs a, he needs just as much a supporting cast as Andy Dalton or, or most quarterbacks in the
1: league. Yeah, and you would know. You saw him in college. You said it beautifully and uh, perfectly. And at the end of the day, you know, this has exacerbated this situation. Number one, it's the Cowboys, <laughs> you know uh yeah. and number two they signed ezekiel elliott and amari cooper to big contracts in the past year or so so you, you know you right. have those elements as well um so yeah there, there's a lot to chew on there and, and now there's a little more to chew on with andy dalton it's just that simple uh in ap we've uh quickly arrived at the end of our first segment together um so why don't we take our break and still a lot more to get to on the other side
2: think you've seen everything there is to see in online television let us surprise you visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports health business and more on demand 24 7
3: Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Are
2: you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas.
3: Streaming live, the leader in Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com.
0: You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show.
1: Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P. Uh, had a couple of interesting uh, developments here over the last week or so on the NCAA. Actually, uh, looks like they've finally come around to the idea of college players being uh, able to profit from their own name or likeness, if I have that right.
4: Yes, John, they have these uh, committees that are formed within the NCAA to address these various issues, and this legislation, you know, or these proposals have not been voted on, and it wouldn't even take effect until the 2021-2022 uh academic year at the earliest and what it would allow these students to do was for instance model apparel but you couldn't somebody from alabama playing for alabama couldn't model alabama apparel <laughs> Okay. Uh, you can you know the, yeah the athletes could make money from advertisements uh, but you can't reference the school in the advertisement all and right they, they couldn't uh and they also could uh, market things that are prohibited or are in conflict with the, N- the NCA, like uh, gambling, uh, banned substances. Uh, uh, and and they, the school can also prohibit the athlete from marketing things that they don't believe is within the school's values, which is that's kind of an interesting parameter in and of itself. And then they, they would maybe let athletes hire an agent to procure the marketing, that's a dangerous area in my mind because the agent's in their ear about, let's see, if you tweak an ankle, it should be play and all those kind of things. But they already have people in their ear, family members and such, telling them those types of things. But And then the athletes would have to disclose all the details of the endorsement contract to the athletic department. So could you imagine the personnel that's required to go through all these different contracts? Sounds complicated. You, you have uh, all not the surprised. all the football players. Yeah, you have eighty five football players. Okay, right. You have the basketball team. Some places the women's team. You know, baseball team. Some of these smaller towns. Let's say you have an athlete that's at the state university. I could see a lot of athletes getting a small contract, small endorsement contract for their local car dealership. Or, let, let, what yep. about? What about a female athlete, a, a big salon in their in their hometown, something like that? AP, I, yeah. I could see it be a lot of a lot of athletes.
1: You read my mind, AP. I was literally thinking the exact same thing. Uh, that yes, you know, every everybody on Alabama and many other football teams, every single player, uh, those eighty or so, were obviously high school stars. You know, growing up so yeah. close to Penn State, you know, we sent a lot of my high school and, and and the public high school in my town. We sent a lot of players down to play at Penn State. Some did quite well, others never got off the bench. But yeah, they you said it perfectly. They they are all hometown heroes of sorts who who businesses in their towns where they're from, many of them small, especially in the south, uh, you know, would be perfect for some local advertising uh, and sponsorships and whatnot. Just perfect. So I, yeah. So we're not talking like top five players on any given team. We could be talking uh, the majority of many teams.
4: I really think that could happen. Like, as you said, the way you you referenced it. No, I mean, I don't know, for instance, let's say you have um, all those players coming from California. Do they feel the same way in these smaller towns? I really don't know, but I know in the South, as you mentioned, in the Atlantic Coast and the Southwest, I think that could happen.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I'll just speak to three right off the top of my head, which were, uh, you know, played for Penn State. Brad Benson went on to a great career as an offensive lineman with the Giants. Mike Reed went on to a spectacular career uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals before becoming an accomplished Pianist, uh, winning Grammys and Oscars, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and uh, another great Penn State linebacker named John Ebersole. Uh, all are from my town, right. Altoona, Pennsylvania, and I guarantee you, uh, there's a lot of businesses in Altoona. Would have absolutely, positively uh, you know, used them for ads, sponsors, whatever you want to call it. No question about it. And there was a guy from my college who played it at Altoona High, Mike Zellini led him to, led my college, St. Francis, to the NCAAs. Played for the Dallas Mavericks. I actually covered a game of his at the Boston Garden against the Celtics. We're going back into the early 90s here. Again, mm-hmm. a, a local hero who would have totally been, you know, um, you know, they'd have been beaten down the door to have, like, him on local ads or whatever affiliated with their company in some form or fashion put it that way
4: oh yeah what about a softball player john from a small town she uh, is asked by a local sporting goods company to come in on a saturday and all the little girls and the surrounding towns want her autograph i mean i think that's going to happen
1: you know i do ap Boy, I, you know I hadn't really uh, drilled down on this whole topic. Certainly well aware of it, but I could absolutely see it uh, generating just like an, an, a new cottage industry, and it might have turned out to be a pretty big cottage. Um, right, I, right. It's,
4: it's <laughs> yeah, it's more than one, more than just football or men's basketball. I I, I really believe that because look, at Alabama, John, do you know that they have sold out in years past all the season tickets to their softball games?
1: I did not know that. Interesting.
4: And then what what about the gymnastics when 15,000 people show up at Coleman Coliseum in Tuscaloosa?
1: Yeah. There you go. There you go.
4: That that's got to mean something to a, a business person.
1: Yes, it could really could have, boy. It,
4: you know, I i mean, I just think it's, and then, so now that means that the athletic department has to review all these endorsements.
1: Bingo. And that one clause you mentioned about, you know, meeting the standards or whatever of the university, that sounds like it could get tricky. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it's, it's like <laughs> they have the final say, I guess would be a good way to put it. Uh, right, absolutely. The NCAA yeah, there's, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and AP, I you just know.
4: you know, go ahead. No, I'm saying if you're a private university, as opposed to a state university, correct? You have different. You have different ideas about what fits the image of of the school and the university.
1: Yeah, and right off the bat, let me. So I'll stay local, right here in Boston, AP, with the popularity of college hockey, and the fact that you know between Boston College, Boston University. Uh, Northeastern and Harvard, you know, we're talking serious college programs that, uh, you know, with just massive followings. Um, It's a big deal up here. And, you know, uh, I could see them uh, really becoming, you know, just perfect examples of just what we're talking about. Because I and my point in saying all this is it could get really regional we're talking about all these kids come, many of these kids come from, you know, small towns throughout New England, uh, if not Canada, by the way, and, you know, yeah. make names for themselves, obviously head on to the NHL, some to the Bruins, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and these high school hockey towns, my town, Medfield, won the state championship in hockey a few years back. It's a big deal. I could see where, you know, and these kids have gone on to college and stuff. I could really, really see it becoming, forget cottage, gigantic industry, you know, uh, and new, so sort of that it, the early days could have a little wild, wild west to them, if you know what I'm saying. Right,
4: yes. W- what about, John, the fact that you're in, let's say, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and you have a business person approaching a couple of players, and it becomes a bidding war between the three or four of them. and. Of course, somebody's going to win out, and you're going to have three three people who are not satisfied because they didn't get the endorsement. It's human nature that some of these things are going to pop up.
1: Correct. It is. And it may be, you know, even current sponsorship agreements with pro athletes can get really, really complicated, you know, with agents and all that. Uh, and I think we've seen it in the movies going back to even like Jerry Maguire. You get a taste of what it's like. I think with this, you could open it up a whole lot more. And part of the reason would be, you know, potentially, uh, you know, you would have a lot of businesses getting into sponsorships and advertising, perhaps for the first time ever. So there'll be a big learning curve. Um, Yeah, I think so.
4: I think so. Uh, And you're always looking as a coach, you're always looking for things that bring harmony. This could bring some dissension.
1: Correct. And just to close out this segment, because we're right up against it, uh, here's another great example, to use another name in the news, AP, and that would simply be, um, of course, Tua. Can you imagine companies in Hawaii (laughs) jumping all over Tua? Seriously. I mean, and I say that because he's so well-liked, what have you, on and on and on. You know, but it would be a really great link for Hawaii to, you know, connect with their star, their superstar athlete winning national championships, you know, 5,000 miles away.
4: Absolutely. I mean, they they had the games on radio in Honolulu because of two of the Alabama games. Think about that, John. A few, 20 years ago, you said, they're going to start broadcasting Alabama games in Hawaii. You would have said, what have you been smoking?
1: Right. And as a closing note, AP, Imagine that radio station that's carrying them, full of ads for Tua. I mean, I gotta believe that Hawaiian uh-huh. Island and certainly Honolulu businesses would be beating down the door to get their ad on the local Hawaii b- broadcast. Correct?
4: Yes, absolutely.
1: Beating down the door.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. Anyway, we I you think know, we can, can really go for a long time on this one, AP. You know, um, to say the least. But, uh, yeah, the
4: realm of possibilities. Yeah, the realm of possibilities, Sean.
1: Yeah, and again, it's, so much of it is new that I, I think there's going to be a tremendous learning curve. And by that, I mean fits and starts. What looks to be good may not be. What looks to be bad may not be. But AP, time to take our final break. Uh, so why don't we do that now and a few more things to get to on the other side.
3: Self improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics.
2: Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business.
3: Stimulating talk. Gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's one 866 472 or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show.
1: Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And AP, uh, I talked at the beginning of the show about the return of the Korean Baseball League tomorrow. It begins its regular season tomorrow, delayed from a March 28th start. And it appears uh, all systems are go, AP. And that's a pretty big deal in my book. I know it's halfway across the world, but, you you know, I've got to believe... All the outdoor sports in America and the world will be watching specifically, obviously, MLB here in America, most importantly. But, you know, NFL, soccer, all the outside sports, I think, are going to be watching this very closely. Needless to say, no fans will be in the stands in Korea, but certainly worth watching.
4: Yeah, I think there are a lot of pair of eyes will be on that those events in, in Korea because, if you're going to ever have a test case, I mean, it might as well be another it. country before hey. the United States.
1: This is it. And that's really my point. This is like the, the first test case. And, you know, clearly the fact that they, for whatever reason, didn't feel they were ready, you know, five weeks ago, March 28th, to start it when they were pretty close. Uh, so they pushed it back till tomorrow. And again, there's every reason to believe I've heard some American, uh, baseball players who play in the Korean baseball league interviewed over the past, whatever, uh, few weeks. And, um, as an example, I guess they've been taking the temperatures of everybody involved and that's not only players, but staff, what have you, um, for a number of weeks. So, uh. So, yeah, again, it appears all systems go unless there's a last minute glitch, but I don't know i I feel like it's just uh really going to get watched very closely because it's the first, and frankly, I, I think <laughs> there's going to be a gigantic uh support that it succeed,
4: yeah, John. their practices and procedures, I'm sure will be documented for. Use in the United States if it's everything is is successful, so it's very important to all these leagues are looking for answers and you know you, they can't have a test case in the United States. It's just impossible. You, it's too much liability at this time. So this country has made the determination that all the self distancing and precautions they've taken has opened this up so they can play without the fans. But they can at least make an attempt to revive their league and and, um, get it going again.
1: Correct. And you'll remember, uh, it was somewhere in Asia. I think it might have been Taiwan. They were the ones that introduced, like, mannequins in the stands, which was pretty clever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I haven't heard that they're doing that in Korea. But they did do it, I believe, in Taiwan. And, Mm -hmm. you know, got a fair amount of coverage when it happened. Yeah. and so, yes, it was, uh, you know, we'll see, like, you know, in addition to the obvious, you know, health and safety risks and hope for successes. There's also kind of then, you know, at some point, maybe not tomorrow, you know, are they going to jazz it up a bit if it's going well with things like, you know, hey, or whatever.
4: Right. John. John, you would think that a place like Korea or even the United States, let's say they don't have the fans and they have the mannequins, what about right. the thought of the idea you can have your face put on one of the mannequins and they'll charge you X amount of dollars?
1: Oh, I love it. There you go. Hey, maybe you <laughs> should get always, into the agent business for the NCAA, for the college athletes. There's
0: always some
4: way. To, to make a dollar right I mean in America that would happen maybe I don't know maybe Korea
1: absolutely well the one thing I remember when I saw the uh, you know the highlights was uh, of the mannequins was yeah, everybody loved it like whatever sportscaster ESPN what have you that was showing the yes, you know the mannequins like there was universal uh enjoyment of it you know and it was a little bit funny looking Mm -hmm. but everybody thought uh, A for effort that's for sure and creativity so (laughs) um, I think we'll you know we might you know we might just uh, so yeah this is this is huge again I fully recognize it's halfway across the world but you know that doesn't seem to matter as much as it once did does it AP the the world's gotten a whole lot smaller in the past two months (laughs) <laughs> That's right, right. Sure.
4: The, yeah there, yeah and there's always opportunities and you're only uh stifled by the creativity of your mind
1: yes exactly exactly um so yeah it's uh you know it's crazy times um and you know finally and and we're well aware that you know NASCAR is apparently going to race in the Carolinas, I believe Darlington first, and then Charlotte second, so both in the Carolinas this month, and then I believe June 11th is the start of PGA, Uh, again, all without fans, uh, both NASCAR as well as PGA, Uh, but that's I believe June 11th down there in uh, Fort Worth uh, for a PGA tournament. And many others scheduled right behind it if it goes well. So uh, tomorrow is really the first test case. So we shall watch with, uh, not that we're going to watch, but I got the feeling there'll be a fair amount of coverage of it. (laughs) I I don't know if (laughs) it will be live on any particular station. Uh, You never know. These (laughs) Maybe MLB will do something. But whatever. We'll we'll certainly be hearing the reports from it for sure. Well, AP. I I
4: think so, John.
1: Yeah. I guess all I can say to end it AP is here's rooting for Korean baseball, right? Haven't said that before, but <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm saying it now <laughs> for certain, for certain, uh, and AP, uh, uh, for certain also, thank you as always for calling in and, um, giving us your expertise, uh, There may not be any sports being played, but boy, there seems like there's a lot going on. We talked about six or eight different topics today, so that's always fun and never a dull moment.
4: No, people's minds are still um, operating.
1: Exactly. All right, AP. Well, once again, thank you, and we'll look forward to doing it again uh, next week, but appreciate you calling in.
4: Thank you, John. My pleasure.
1: And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to